Welcome to Pangstars. Today we have Dan Donnelly playing the steel gong beautifully. Uh, Dan was born on the 10th of November, was it? The 2nd of November. Either way, he's a Scorpio. Uh, Let me introduce our host, the lovely Sharpang. What's up? How's your day been? It's Tradwife Thursday. (laughs) It's Tradwife Thursday, so I made, I like, I made an organic basil pesto. Get the fuck out of here. With with the with the black chicken meat from my black chicken soup that I made last week. Big black chicken. Thank you, Ali Banks. We were talking about that. It is a silky chicken. It's got black bones and black fascia, and the meat is gamey like a breast poulet de bresse from France, and it's cheaper, so it's amazing. But yeah, I made chicken pesto pasta. That's what I did today. What's that fruit leather you made? Oh yeah, I also made because it's Tradwife Thursday. I made from kombucha scobies. So a scoby, a c o b y, is a symbiotic culture of bacteria and yeast, and it's cellulose. So if you blend it with fruit, like in my Vitamix, and you can also bake it and dehydrate it into a fruit leather snack, which I have here. Would you guys like to try some? I'd love some. All right. Lewis, you can describe. I, are you allergic to anything, Dan? I'd like Dan? to hear Dan no, describe this. All right, Dan, let me hand you a piece. Okay, there's like raspberry, banana. Yeah, there's raspberry, banana, probably some peaches, trace peaches, um, strawberry, kombucha scoby, and a bit of kombucha. There's also some sugar in it. It's okay. not that sweet, but I like it. It's like a really uh, fancy mm. um, fruit fruit twizzler. Yeah. Remember those? A fruit twizzler? Or do you mean like fruit roll-up? Yeah, fruit roll-up. I was into those. Did you like those, Dan? Uh, As a kid, they were a little, I don't know, they were a little artificially. Mm. This tastes like sort of condensed jam, I would say. Oh. Mm -hmm. Or maybe, I don't know, you can tell the SCOBY gives it like that structure. Yeah. Do you guys want another piece? Because I'm going for another piece. I, I fuck with this. So, yeah. Okay. Dan, do you want another piece? Okay. Sure, thanks. It's like snack time. <laughs> snack time. And everyone okay. gets to listen to us in, eating on the microphone. Oh, we're my a- goodness. A- ASMR podcast. <clears throat> ASMR podcast. Yeah, chomp, chomp. Real close. But yeah, Dan's a Scorpio with a Libra moon. Right in your head. And we have a Libra. Lewis is a Libra. Um, You know, the Scorpio man is supposed to be intense, passionate, holds grudges, likes loyalty, you know, would you say, Dan, that you have that kind of energy? Well, who doesn't like loyalty? Um, we love loyalty. I, I have to say I am better now than I used to be about holding grudges. Um, Ooh. <laughs> well, part of it is that the last few years, I guess, I've gotten into Stoic philosophy as a philosophy of life and sort okay. of working the cardinal virtues and, um, mm. you know, forgiving people for things you know either you can reason with someone or you can't and if you can reason with them then you should but if you can't then you know they're sort of like dealing with a dog or something it's not really their fault (laughs) so you just have to let it go well what kind of grudges did you used to hold like what maybe would be like the pettiest grudge you've ever held against someone and did you punish them for it oh a petty grudge (laughs) that's a great question that's a really good question I don't know asking questions um I guess, hmm, sorry, you can cut out all of this dead air. This is the, uh, the, the dissolve fade, the dream (laughs) sequence, you reminiscing on your pettiness. So I suppose the worst version of me was sort of high school me. I was not a popular leader in the marching band. Oh, and shit. Was, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There was a, a group of people who were sort of dedicated to uh, mm. making my life difficult. Shit. And it took me a long time to sort of get over their weird fascination with making my life unpleasant. So were you like a drum leader? I, I was the drum major for oh three gosh, years, and yes. I also played the bagpipes. I was the pipe major. Hell yeah. Because uh, we were the Highlanders. 
Sick. And okay, so first of all, I was a very high-strung high person as a teenager, okay. yeah. and so that contributed to it. Also, a high school teacher had like unfortunately introduced me to Ayn Rand, and so I was that kid for a few <laughs> years. Um, so I understand that I could also be insufferable. But, uh, yeah, it uh, it took me a while to sort of get over the kind of targeted. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but it was sort of an everyday kind of, Ugh, um, sucks. you know, undermining of authority and, mm. um, you know, doing things deliberately to upset me and, and that sort of thing. That's tough, like a prison so, guard. Yeah, that took, that, took, that took some years to, to really get over, um, which isn't really, I guess, a petty grudge. I can't think of anything petty recently that's happened because <laughs> uh, I don't normally it talk of that to film, people. That film Whiplash. <laughs> Mm. Have you seen that? Oh, no. Really so intense. Abusive. Yeah. <laughs> it was interesting. Yeah. Miles, whatever his name is. Had Schilling, yeah, Schillinger from Oz, the, yeah, the white yeah, yeah. supremacist. Uh, I didn't watch Oz, but I, I know that guy's face. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Get me pictures of Batman. <laughs> no, Spider-Man. Yeah, well, you know, the the thing is, you know, Dan, you've mellowed out. Cool. We all do when we get... We get more mature and, and rise above. How do you feel after and the start sound taking bath? Drugs, that <laughs> <helps>. <laughs> True. <laughs> you had a question, Lewis. What'd you say? Yeah. How do you feel after after the sound bath? Oh yeah, we gave him a sound Very bath. Very relaxing. And so, speaking of taking drugs, and mm. as a sort of part-time psychonaut, um, mm. you can definitely see sort of the beginning of that kind of state of mind oh. happening a little bit. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, mm-hmm. Especially sort of. In a dissociative way, your mind kind of leaves your body a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you don't get to swim around in the music the same way you yeah. do with dextromethorphan, but you can sort of see <laughs> your brain moving in that direction. Mm. Have you tried a flotation tank before? Uh, no, I have not. Really sick. It's really You've done cool. it? Yeah. Oh, I have times. not. So I with the total isolation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, like getting a little bit stoned before you go in is ideal, but... And, and here's the thing. Chill. All the hardcore floaters I know, because I know some. <laughs> no, for real. Like, hardcore yeah. floaters sounds Listen. like something else. I have to say. <laughs> You're right. I'm sorry. Oh, where's that book? Where's that? What? Where's that sexual devi- deviancy book? The sexual, the deviant desires. Dan's like, gonna stop. love it. He's All a right, Scorpio. We'll, okay, we'll do that. But but one and one. Deviant. <laughs> All right. Deviant. Yeah, he's a Scorpio baby. We'll we'll get into that in a second. But but I want to say all the all the floaters that I know, because <laughs> I indeed know people who like going to. The float spa for real. Yeah, shouts out to all the floaters out hey, there. What's if you're up? floating, listening to Pang Stars, yeah, but they let say, shout out to John and Katie. Um, are they floaters? Yeah, <laughs> they are. Hardcore floaters. Um, but they told me, but also the float community. Can I say that? Is that right? That sounds. But they say there's nothing like. But there's everything. That's, that's, that everything's sounds, a that freaking like, community. Ugh, I hate that. Like, sounds. The community after so a thing, like when I people know. say, "Oh, I'm part of the kink community, the Pang Stars community, like the polyamory community." It's like as <laughs> disgusting as being a Harry Potter fan <laughs> after like the age twelve. Oh, but they say there's nothing That's like gross. your first float. So, Lewis, how was your first float? Like, what was, it was that? Amazing. Was it? And yeah. they say it's like nothing like the first float because you have zero expectations. Is that what the floaters say? I don't identify as a floater. <laughs> okay, I just, good to know. I don't float. I just He's not a floater. No, he just I'm not did a floater. I don't times. identify. So as a are floater. they also chasing like a floating dragon? Ooh. Yeah, maybe, point. maybe, maybe you can't chase that dragon. I don't like this term floaters. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I I just kind of made that up because it sounded like real profound. It just it just reminds me of lunars, like people who have a balloon fetish. Speaking of which, should I just get that book? Get the book out. All right, one moment. We could, the Play cards time. The cards can wait. Like floaters is also what they call dead bodies they retrieve from bodies of water. <laughs> Uh, that's very true. <laughs> Just imagine you're a corpse <laughs> floating in the East River, <laughs> serene. Well, it would be relaxing. I retrieved Deviant Desires, Incredibly right. Strange Sex by Catherine Gates. Pony Girls, Niche Kink, Internet Communities. Balloon popping, fetish, fat admirers, internet community, cartoon animal sex, robots, cyborgs, and future sex, messy fun, rampaging giantesses, bug crushing freaks, body inflation, and hundreds of deviants, perverts, and weirdos. This is a book that I received on my 16th birthday from a very good friend of mine. <laughs> I know. Thanks, Scott. Copyright 2000. And I'm just going to hand this over to you gentlemen across. 
across the recording and just, you know, you can flip through it and see if there's something interesting that, that catches your eye. Something I haven't seen before that may be difficult, but we'll see. Mm -hmm. Around 2000, so the internet really was in full bloom. Mm. Early days. We should get some cards out. Yeah, I mean, I got the animal cards. You into animals, Dan? Yeah, Uh, he's got an animal on his shirt. (laughs) He's got an animal on his shirt. Yeah, I realized I did give you a book of sexual deviances and then said, are you into animals? But like, do you (laughs) identify with an animal? Not in like a furry way. Just in Are like there a any like spirit animals? So that you have? Yeah, spirit animals. When I hang out Strictly with platonic. furries, I am not a furry, but I am furry adjacent. <laughs> really? I know a oh lot of furries. Oh my gosh, that's uh, so that's so exciting. I adopt a red panda, um, <laughs> but that's more for fun than anything else. Yes. Like, what does that mean? Cat boys are sort of my limit. Uh, I I'm so innocent. <laughs> this is going I over my head. Know, I don't know. I what need that to read means. that book more. Yeah. Yes, I'm sure they're in here. Do you know many Harry Potter Harry Potter fans as well? Like old ones. Like people who dress up and go to cons? Just anyone reading Harry Potter over the age of like 15. Uh, Well, I read Harry Potter over the age of 15, but they were still coming out when I was, I think the last one came out when I was 22 or 23. So I had to finish the story, eh? Yeah. No, I didn't. I I just like stopped. Mm. You stopped, you never read it. Like you stopped at a certain point. Yeah. But how old were you? Like when all that stuff came out? I don't know. I'm you just, you don't know. I'm just hating on Harry Potter. I think because there's that like bar, yeah, called the Lockhart, yeah, and I used to like pass it because it's embarrassing for a British man, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's embarrassing, for real. It's shameful. Well, now everyone yeah. associates the whole country. All of the tourist places are that's why I hate all it. All Harry Potter and Royal that's Wedding. why what? I hate really? it. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, true. Um, it's pretty lame because mm. mainly J.K. Rowling is just a twat as well. <laughs> <laughs> like she has this like vendetta. I don't. Uh, I won't get into it. It doesn't People matter. People did not like, get into her adult fiction books. Like nah. she wrote two or something. But I mean, like, I didn't read that. Oh, who cares? It's lame as fuck. Yeah, I mean, Dan's slipping through this book. Yeah, I've got animal cards in my hand and you. he's got a little red, like, is that a red panda dog? It's not a corgi. What's this dog no, on your this shirt? this is a... Um, what kind of dog is this that? This is he's a Pomeranian. A Cute. I love a palm. Um, Shout out to palms. What does that say? With Capitalist a, Nightmare. Capitalist Nightmare, yes, is the caption. That's this a really was funny shirt. designed by a friend of mine. It's cute. Uh, this is a very visual segment i feel yeah. like we need to bring it to life yeah we have to describe everything dun, dun, dun. and it's, it's a, a pink shirt that the palm has a red panda type face like it's very fluffy it's like an orangey marmalade color and it's it's a cutie pie like if i if i if that like came into reality i mean i would love it i don't know it's love beady eyes palm. i don't trust it's beady yeah i don't eyes. like real life pomeranians they're a little yappy Sure. Oh, here's the balloon fetish. I saw a pony play logbook, which is good if you want to keep track of your pony play, I suppose. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I mean, that's like what the the community is into, right? Documentation. (laughs) Documentation. Yeah, well, you have to give the blackmailer something to work with. Calendars. That's the weird thing about polyamory, the whole, like, planning of it. Oh, that's gross. Like, check our Google Calendar, and since you're not my primary partner, well, you'll just have to see, and then Kara will have to veto it or not. I'm not sure. It's not not equal. It's an abuse of power. I think that's wrong. Start a podcast like a normal person. It's messed up. (laughs) It's (laughs) And it's not even the sex part. It's just the the organization part of it. It's That's that the, you that freaks to me hear out. About it, I think. They're just, I mean, they're so. We're a thruple. Yeah, it's good. a V. It's a V. You know. For lack of mm-hmm. better terminology, they seem to really want to shove it in your face, right? Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, My friend no. can't can't like wait to tell me about his his polyamory. He's like, oh, I'm taking three girls out today. Like at the same time. On the same day. Oh, like here it's scheduled. Here's the nine yeah. o'clock. Here's the twelve o'clock, yeah. and here's the five p.m. It's like comedy shows. Yeah, <laughs> true. The eight p.m. and the ten p.m. True. I don't know. I think all of these things are more fun when they're slightly disreputable. The more they come out and oh the yeah, for real. Yeah, that's the thing as well. Like it's, yeah, it's true. Trying to legitimize it, and the kids Mm-mm. know, and it's Ugh. like mommy's like third boyfriend yeah, and like friend. uncle dan there's, came a louis, around. The, there's a louis through documentary which is which is fucking brilliant because every single couple there's always one who's like really into it and then the other that Ooh. just goes along <laughs> it's just it's <laughs> to, so to retain sad. their love it's so sad you gotta hang on for love would do anything for love but would not do that all right so i've got some animal cards dan and i'm gonna shuffle them in my hands we're gonna get to that the magical card part so i'm just shuffling the cards in my hands and you can tell me when i should stop shuffling okay 
All right, stop. All right, I stop. Now I'm going to cut this one deck into a pile of three so you can tell me where to place my thumb or exactly where in the deck I should cut it. Oh, I can't really tell from here, so just go ahead. Can you see? Yeah. Where? All right, go. All right. To the left or to the right? Uh, there is fine. Okay. And then which other portion of the deck should I cut, left or right? Uh, cut left. My left? Yeah. Yeah. And where? There's good. Okay, here? Yeah. I only left like one card. That's fine. All right. Placing it to the right. Is that okay? Yep. All right. And how should I reorder and restack these to make one deck again? Um, put that small one on the left on top and put the right one in the middle. On top of where? Uh, put it on top of the right one and then put that on top of the middle one. Oh, yeah. Actually, my intuition was saying that he wanted this. I don't know if I'm being smug about it, but I'm just saying I was feeling that too. All right. One, two, and three. We have past, present, and future. We have the animal cards. The first card is Blue Heron. This is kind of the sign of Sagittarius or temperance. But in this book, I believe the Blue Heron refers to... Da, 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 just wait for it. I got to open the book. Where's the damn chimes? Sorry, you, you have the chimes. All right, number 45, the blue heron. Blue heron, 45. And maybe Dan can read the little poem. Maybe, Lewis, you want to summarize the lesson of the blue heron. Self-reflection. So, Dan, you can read this italicized poem, and maybe Lewis can do some extrapolation of the information. Blue heron. Thank you, sacred water bird, for sending <laughs> reflections to me. The mirrors of the quest for life, the worlds that live inside of me. Show me how relationships work with my path woven within the whole. The lessons of kinship with all life reflecting my spirit's eternal goal. Right. Let me take a look at this. So the story here is, I mean, it's self-reflection. So if the great blue heron has flown into your cards today, it urges you to dive into the watery world of feelings to seek your truth. Heron teaches you to develop your self-reflective skills so that you may come to know yourself in an intimate way. So I think it's interesting that you already had kind of said, oh, you would learn not to hold grudges and you were looking at life from a different fashion instead of being more reactive or maybe you can talk about that a little bit more. Yeah, um... So I guess the thing with stoicism is, first of mm. all, um, people may be familiar with um, cognitive behavioral therapy, which actually was sort mm -hmm. of designed around stoic principles. But um, the idea of it is not to be sort of the blank, emotionless, logic yep. type person that yeah. you see parodied as yes. like Spock in, in Star Trek. Yeah. But um, it's sort of to understand the difference between sort of animal reaction, which are, are yes. called passions, and okay. sort of be able to moderate them with logic. You can or choose to consent to a feeling or not consent to hmm. a feeling, depending on what you think is actually going to be useful and productive. Okay. Uh, and in that sense, it sort of in, encourages a kind of moderation and encourages a critical reflection about um, whether you think... Uh, a particular reaction or a particular emotion is going to be useful to you in the long run and productive and pro-social and all of those other things. Mm. Um, so, you know, when somebody insults you either yeah. sort of, uh, <laughs> intentionally or not, you know, the best reaction is almost never to respond in kind or to hold yes. a grudge. Um, it's... Um, well, normally someone like Epictetus say, would say, well, uh, call me stupid, yes, but uh, uh, you miss the fact that I'm also ugly. Um, yeah. So play along, laugh it off, um, make it so that insulting you is, is like insulting a stone and about as productive. Because mm. um, people are looking for a reaction more than anything. Absolutely. Yeah, I like that. Sto stiff up a lip. <laughs> Here we say also the magnificence in, in the Heron card that you've pulled, the magnificence of your human spirit lies waiting for the joy of discovery if you are courageous enough to follow the water bird throughout the journey. Heron reminds you that every traveler on life's journey is a messenger and that every destination is the beginning of a new life cycle. So let me jump to the present card. And we've got the owl. 
21. I'm like, did I sage these cards? Because I, I was messing with this deck yesterday and the cards are sticking. Uh, 21 is the owl. This is about deception. Oh. Oh, yeah. And this is interesting. I mean, we're getting into some Scorpio territory because Scorpio likes the dark night of the soul. And <laughs> see, you laughed. Is that true? Tell me about the darkness within, Dan. Oh, well, you know, Ooh. I can't reveal all of my tricks. Or we should stop playing the theremin. Legal. Oh, yeah. Spooky. Uh, <laughs> legal ramifications. Legal oh, my goodness. Uh, <gasps> I knew it would be a good guest. Mm. No, it's true. I I am sort of secretive mm. by nature in a way. Yeah, I um, mean, that's that's the nature of Scorpio. We love a Scorpio on the podcast. We do. There's yeah, we do. Some, All right. Some good material. Lewis, do you want to read the poem? I do. do you, and do you want to take a stab at maybe interpreting <clears throat> this novel here? On, try man. it. Try okay. it. Owl. Magic. Omens. Time and space. Does the truth emerge? Casting out deception silent flight sacred medicine bird so it is associated with clairvoyance astral projection and magic both black and white Mm -hmm. oh right okay was in like black magic not like black and white magicians Magicians. I was like, I can't think of any. I don't think that's how they start magicians. <laughs> I don't know. It's by I blood purity. That's don't what you I remember? I didn't, what? I didn't think Def Jam... You stopped Jam, reading the books. That's the problem. Def Jam magic. That would be cool. So No, wait. That does exist. What? Black magic? Yeah. And white magic? Yeah. No, Good I mean, and like, bad magic? Oh, it doesn't matter. Urban magic. <laughs> Siegfried and Roy. Um, yeah. This is... um. The owl is a silent psychic... Interesting dude. Flies. It, it flies through the night. You can't hear it. Silent flight, right? Think about the owl. It can pinpoint it and identify any sound. It can see everything. <laughs> it can uh, identify. Huh? No, just keep talking. It can identify any sound. And it's uh, beacon turns are razor sharp. Give me the book. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the book. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, it's kind of like, are you deceiving yourself? Are you deceiving others? The owl is known to be perceptive. It can see in 360 degrees. And it also, like, you can't fool the owl, right? Because it can see in every direction. It can see at night. So, the point here is uh, it's upside down. So, I don't know if this is true, Dan. We're, we're getting into some, you know, black magic territory. If you have it upside down in your cards... It's possible that you have been greatly deceived by either yourself or another. I don't mm. know if that's true or not. Perhaps witchcraft or black magic is being used against you. I don't know if that's true or not. Or maybe you are using witchcraft or sorcery to aid you when you should be asking the great spirit for guidance. Now, Dan, have you been using witchcraft or sorcery? Well, see, that's the sort hmm? of thing that I hmm? wouldn't be able to tell you, even <laughs> if it were true. Have you? Is it true? I have never, even when I was sort of halfway Wiccan as a 13-year-old, as many people were, I don't think I ever tried to use magic for uh, ill ends, only for personal gain, which is, I suppose, (laughs) also a kind of black magic. Just to get elected. Um, Yeah, I I mean, uh, perhaps I don't know if I'm currently being Mm -hmm. deceived by anyone. Um, So perhaps you have revealed something to me that I will will need to find out. Is the world of comedy deceptive? Are there backstabbers? I don't know. Tell me. I don't know anything about it. Well, there is certainly a a kind of false confidence that many people... Oh, just people like getting up and like being like, tell me more about that. I'm so curious. Well, yes. Um, I don't know. I don't think there's anybody that's particularly false, at least to me. Sure. Okay. Yeah. uh, Good and friendly people in uh comedy we'll put it that way um sure. there are certain people that might uh think their shows are, are better than they are yeah, in the yeah, sense yeah, of sure. uh, who they decide is worth booking sure but uh that's neither here nor no there. it's not um i mean i usually end up i think more on the deceiver end of deception at oh least you're you're the one who's like um, yeah Working with the narrative, controlling yeah. the narrative. I suppose I'm a good liar, but also because I have a <laughs> blank affect generally. Um, I suppose one of the things we could we could bring up, and I've thought about doing this on stage, but I haven't quite crafted it in a mm-hmm. way that it's mm-hmm. uh, funny rather than um, 
just makes me look evil and I'm already having <laughs> trouble with <laughs> likability uh, really? in my stage persona. But uh, so I mentioned the people that uh, didn't like me in high school. But, you know, mm, this was, mm-hmm. you know, Internet circa 99, yeah. 2000, yeah. Uh, when really you could be a dog and no one would know because all yeah. you had to do is put your ASL and everybody believed you for some yes. reason. ASL. So ASL. I was... What are you wearing? Um, I was a very prolific like? catfish Ooh. in high school. Oh, yeah. And pretty much all wow. of my bullies were also simultaneously oh, yes. carrying on an emotional and sexual relationship oh, with me over, yes. over that's IM. That's so funny. Yeah, that's some Scorpio so, shit right there. Yeah. That really yeah, is. That's and his really Mercury's classic. in Scorpio, too. Your Mercury's in Scorpio, so that's how you communicate. So it makes sense that also, like, you, you, you love getting, like, having that on someone else. Tell us more. Well, I'm just, uh, you know, luckily this was, uh, first of all, catfishing now is so much work. Like, who could ever do it? Oh, creating yeah. a fake profile yes. on all of the social media and, like, pretending to have friends. And it's not like it was back no. in the good old days put a, of put catfishing. Put a picture of a hot woman on your Facebook and friend everybody in the Toronto comedy community, yes. which seems to happen every every day or so. I get one of those really requests. Interesting. But uh, I'm just like glad. scene kids? Do you remember that, that style? Oh, I do remember like 2008. scene kids. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> fringes. Uh, what was I going to say about that? Oh, just that um, I'm just glad that, you know, it was all text back then because yeah. there probably would have been legal implications <laughs> for uh, things like that between <laughs> high school students. Let's, uh, Damn, yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. It's true. Pornography charges. Damn, people have those receipts now. But yeah, I mean, okay. <laughs> we went there. We did. The, but here we go. There's some more messages for you. The message is to befriend the darkness inside yourself. Well, you don't have to ask a Scorpio twice to do that shit. Yeah. Like that's where that's like your black beating heart. Like, oh, you know, look deeply and soon the bright light of dawn will illuminate you. Then eh. ask yourself what you're in the dark about. How and by whom are you being deceived? Have you lied to yourself about someone or something? Are you being greatly deceived or just slightly deceived? And who knows if you're being deceived at all? You might be deceived about the fact that you could be deceived. Like you might not even have that. Anyhow, the owl, as it flew into your cards today, tells you to keep an eye on your property. <laughs> Watch your property, Dan. Okay, well, And your loved ones. What little I have. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that owl is always asking, who? Oh, dear. <laughs> Um, thank you for introducing an element of paranoia into all of my personal relationships. You're welcome. You're so welcome. She's not a professional astrologer. Not a professional anything. Just doing stuff for fun and shits and giggles. Now, this is going to blow your mind, Lewis, mm-hmm. because this kind of blew my mind. And I'm going to say here, what are the chances of this happening? I'm going to turn up this final card and you're going to tell me what you see here. And if you have a good memory, it's the mountain lion. Okay, you did not shuffle these cards. No, 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 no. <laughs> I did. You did. I shuffled the cards and Dan told me to stop. Think Who's about reading? that. Who's this reading? is exactly That's the order. These are exactly, was it in the same order? No, no, no. And the mountain line was first. No, but these Aaron are was, three Aaron of the last. cards that I have pulled in a reading yesterday just for some information. And, it you know. A, it was about the podcast wasn't it's it? about the podcast and and dan has now received three of these cards he didn't get all of them but he's received three of the same ones which is kind of freaky that that's pretty weird. spooky this will be your breakout episode i don't yeah, yeah it's dan donald so. it will be Pank tied stars. to a newspaper article <laughs> where i've been arrested <laughs> i always knew it was crazy crimes i didn't want to do his show comedian, i was scared comedian confesses to 25 year olds catfishing online that would be such good podcast. content Oh, well, the mountain lion goes to jail for it in another country. (laughs) (laughs) Now, did you go to high school? I want to go back to high school. Did you go to high school in in the States? Yes. I went to uh, Granada Hills High School in Granada Hills, California. Now Granada Hills Charter High School. What's the the difference? They seceded from the school district. and It's not really an interesting story. It's just kind of gross. Um, because the reason charter schools go charter is so that they no longer have any oversight and the administrators can sort of do whatever they want. Oh, 
Um, and that includes keeping their test scores up by like being more selective about who they let into the school and oh. destroying the music program and all Mm-mm. of that kind of stuff. Mm-mm. I like so. the idea of going to a California high school. Yeah, it sounds cool. It's not like it American is on TV. American high school sounds yeah. like hell, though. Like, I don't think I would have liked that. I just went to like no, a normal just the, Just like the, the, the Harmony current film vibe, you know. I have not seen. Oh, well, okay, sure. You know. Yeah, yeah. Saved by the Bell. But how is British high school? Yeah, it's whatever. It's like in between. Is just a lot of abuse. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, like yeah, it like in, like, like, like in between. Is in between is kind of nails it honestly. In between what? The show, the in betweeners. Oh, I don't know what that is. Oh, it's good. Okay, I don't know what that is. So it it sums Simon up. Simon Bird. Yeah. Created it. Yeah. Uh, it sums up like mm. sixth form college years very wow. well. Mm. For a particular type of person, I suppose. Yeah. Right. They're definitely. in between being popular. And, exactly. Uh, oh. Median. Nerds, median yeah. cool. Okay. So I mean, we have Mountain Line, which is about leadership. Do you want to, someone sure. want to read that little poem? Maybe, Lewis. I'm not going to try and summarize it. it again. My Maybe. 25 grand of uh, English lit degree is not worthwhile. In real money? Is that pound sterling? As you say, real money. Yeah, real money. Not this weak Canadian dollar. Yeah. <laughs> Just wait a few months. <laughs> nah, the, the pound's strong. The pound's always strong. People love the pound. They call it the quid as well. Mm-hmm. That's why it's strong, because you can call it different things. <laughs> two bob. Really? What's that? You also call it two bob? No, if what? you say two two pound. I was like, what? Uh, a monkey, that's 500. Really? Yeah. Why? Uh, I, I don't know. If There's this not is... a monkey on the bill. I mean, you wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> like, imagine like a colobus monkey or some exotic monkey just like... We should do that, but we won't do that. <laughs> Put a monkey on the bill. Um, monkey is 500 pounds. Yeah. Okay. Always oh, put a monkey on that. Two, like Bob is like a pound. So. Okay. So you would say that in a, you're as in bent a betting as a two- situation. Like yeah. He's, he's yeah, put yeah. a monkey on Liverpool or something. <laughs> what, a, what a mad lad. You can say like um, uh, if someone's like crooked, you can say, oh, they're as bent as a two Bob note. Yeah. Like a two pound note, which yeah. doesn't exist. Yeah. Anyway, about the mountain lion. Uh, mountain lion, old kingly leader of sleek feline form, touch my heart with courage, then sound the alarm, that I may lead with foresight, assurance bright and true, to carry on the spirit of the strength I see in you. Uh, mountain lion can be a difficult power totem for you, because uh, you put because it puts you in a position to be a target for the problems of others. <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> you could be blamed for things not going wrong, for things going wrong, or for things. Or for always taking charge when others cannot, you could become the perfect justification for the insecurities of others. Scapegoat. The power of leadership. This is why I prefer not to be in leadership positions when I can avoid it. But sometimes oh, yeah. you can't avoid them. Band leader. Well, right. Yeah. So there is Heavy that. is the he- head that wears nature. the crown. It's lonely at the top. Any of the sayings? Well, I mean, that's true whenever you're sort of the responsible person for anything even producing shows yeah it does suck i hate this what being responsible why it's a lot of pressure yeah do you hate being responsible dan donnelly i hate dealing with people's bullshit which like inorv- inevitably yeah. happens yes when of you're course it's in people kind of leadership positions it's people. Or, or this is one of the things that i really hated about teaching mm. when i was uh teaching university students okay um because especially in large classes you know it's never 90% of your work is not about what's going on in the classroom. It's dealing with people's personalities, stuff, their problems. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, especially if you have a lecture of 300, Ooh. number one, you're getting 900 emails oh uh, through the semester at least. Um, but number two, it's always, you know, I can't go to the exam. So yeah. blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and can you sign this thing? And, um, I don't know. You just have to sort of eventually work into your planning the fact that everything that you do you're going to have to do again for the people who aren't there or who have a special problem or have mm, a special mm-hmm. need a special dispensation mm-hmm. um when it becomes tiring it is tiring dealing with people's shit like i yeah, you do that i i do deal Somewhat. with people's stuff but no one necessarily tells me what their problems right like i might be in a class i may be teaching like restorative yoga or meditation but i can feel people's problems and then 
I don't have to solve them, but the reason why they might be in the room is to try and work on those problems. So I kind of elusively mention that it's like, here's a space for healing. Here's a place to like feel this feeling or like I might get you and ask you, invite you to get into fetal position and we breathe into the heart center. I ask people let's like, and I go kind of deep in a safe place for that. Like imagine, you know, the fetal position is where we all began life. Right. This is the position in which we first, you know, launched ourselves into the world. You might imagine breathing into the heart center and imagine surrounding you in the womb again. You have the unconditional love of your parents, your mother and your father, or the idea of that. And the idea of breathing that in, taking that in, bringing yourself some compassion or engendering or sparking the flame of self-love and compassion within whether that was a dim light whether that was bright whether it was who knows what everyone's relationship to it is but I do like weird stuff where I ask people to try and do that but I don't remember what my point is but what did you teach when you were teaching and lecturing to 300 university students this was a music appreciation elective so that comes with its own sort of baggage in the sense that a lot of people take it because they think it will be easy Easy. Um, which it was if you did the homework which was literally just listening to music but a lot of people didn't do that (laughs) so they had trouble yeah um I mean there were a lot of things I liked about it but the big Mm -hmm. classes just you know you can't really get to know anybody and you know so there's really a barrier between you and the students and they feel that and they don't like it and, and all of that other stuff Yes. Have you ever heard about like there not being a barrier between the students and the teachers? Have you ever heard any like gossip in that thing? Oh, that, you mean in a common? sort of very unprofessional way? No, yeah. I only knew of a teaching assistant who was sleeping with a. Oh, that's year fine. Student. That's not. Uh, you're not really supposed to. But it's certainly not the same as as faculty doing it. No. Now I saw you guys both on a Scotch egg, and you know there was a little musical portion that everyone had to do. Dan, does music ever feature in your comedy as well? No, it doesn't. Curious. I'm not an especially talented musician. Mm-hmm. I would say like you played the gong pretty pretty beautifully. Yeah, I'm an okay I singer, cried. but I'm a lousy keyboardist, and I I mm-hmm. played winds and things like that mm-hmm. in school, but I was never like what kind of winds. Uh, I played the oboe and the yes. clarinet and Ooh. the bagpipes. Yes, um, that's right, bagpipes. Yeah. So, uh, I I don't know. Part part of the thing that I like about comedy is it's a relief from that kind of performance pressure. Like mm. I still sing okay. in a choir. Okay. But cool. um, going up stage and just going on stage and just talking mm. is so much easier mm. than that. Interesting. Mm. Um, I've never gotten real like I get stage fright when I perform music or okay. if I have a solo or something like that. Yep. I've never had that really That's doing comedy. I've been nervous because of, you know, competitions or other things sure. like that. But I don't just talking to people is mm-hmm. easy in a way mm-hmm. that um performing music is not to right. me, at least psychologically. Okay. And for you, how long have you been doing comedy? And then my question for you is, how did you get into it? That's always a fun question Oh, yeah. Actually, I have a decent story for that. So I'm about to hit four years in November. All right. Oddly enough, my comedy birthday is my actual birthday. Really? Which I didn't realize for a couple of years, but then figured out. Um, Yeah. Well, I had taken... Uh, I had taken a class at Second City, okay. but I uh, had never gone to like a real world open mic until okay. um, November 2nd of whatever four years ago was, 2015. There we go. Yep. Uh, yep. Another friend in the class took me down mm. uh, to the Ossington, which was my okay. first open mic. Hey, and cool. I've probably gone three times since. <laughs> okay, yeah. But um, the, the reason I actually got into comedy is sort of something that I always kind of thought thought about and in fact i did talent shows when i was in high school our band had a talent show okay and i did a character who was doing an infomercial um selling products that sort of (laughs) made fun of the band directors and that was really successful for a couple of years um but then i never really did that again but um i was at a conference in brussels uh so this is the annual medieval and renaissance music conference that i go to and um this particular conference had a major problem. It's always difficult to pay the conference fee because of the okay. transatlantic banking. It's gotten easier in the last few years. And so they hit a particular low point, which was if you want to pay for the conference fee, you have to send us your credit card information in an email 
Uh, which everybody knows uh, you can't do. No. Send it in a clear text email. So several of us complained about it. I was the only holdout. So I got there and hadn't paid the fee yet. And so I go to the check-in desk and uh, the people working there can't deal with me paying the fee. They say, oh, well, we have our colleague who's working at that desk, so you'll have to wait for her. And so I go back there several times trying to deal with the fee and the colleague is never at the desk. So eventually, like, I have to give my paper. I want my name tag and my program and all of that. So I just, I, I grab my bag thinking, okay, well, I'll deal with this later. But in the meantime, at least I'll have my bag and my um, yeah, like your conference bag with all yeah, the stuff. Yeah, with all the stuff, that you know, uh, and Sky my official bag. badge and all of that. And so later on at the um, cocktail reception mm-hmm. that Yeah, there's night, always one. Three really senior people who uh, arranged the conference all accosted me at once <laughs> and accused me of theft and said my name would live in infamy for the duration Whoa. of the conference. Uh, and only one of these people had I ever met before. So it was really sort of distressing for oh. me as a junior person and how many people come to this conference every year how uh, big is it's it? usually a couple hundred okay so it's a big it's a big thing it's mm-hmm. actually my favorite conference it's really a good time yeah. i have lots yeah. of friends there and cool. a lot of people what's the conference about me. again medieval, and, medieval renaissance and renaissance music, music. Yeah. i right. love i love all of that because you're a music uh, musicologist yes i'm a musicologist in my other life yes that's, that's very cool and so I went back to my hotel room and I was feeling really dejected and I had seen on Facebook a status about someone I sort of tangentially knew taking mm-hmm. a comedy class mm-hmm. in Chicago mm-hmm. and I thought well there's a second city in Toronto mm. and I had just moved and so I thought well why not try it out and that okay. was sort of how that ended up happening. Okay. Um, I'm glad I did that before going straight into the open mic scene I have to say. Yeah. Um, just as a bridge into it it would be very depressing I'm to sure start it's out. horrifying <laughs> i did uh, like the first show i ever did was actually like the best show i've ever done why <laughs> just it was just sick i just nailed it and you were like you're just so elated or whatever like you had whatever i blew I the know, light by imagine. two minutes <laughs> it was a packed house yeah never got know. to do that show again i keep messaging as well like oh i'm gonna come back to england from Canada, have you got a spot on my show? Prodigal like, no. son returns. Yeah, it's <laughs> funny messaging like people in the UK, Why? just like no name, small town like comedy things. They're like, oh yeah, we we're booked up till like 2020. Oh, the London scene was ridiculous. I did I manage like, to get what? on one show when I was there a couple. This is not even London. Ago, this is just year. like where was this? Just fucking like lo- Nottingham, just fucking oh, really? local, just just oh. nobodies, <laughs> just absolute nobodies. Like and they're the big head. Yeah. Wow. I'm 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 above that now. Yeah. How was London? Uh, it was. I mean, it was a small. They, there were so many bringer shows over there, which mm. is annoying. But thankfully, my mom was with me on this trip, so I was able to do a set that I was able to do in front of her. Uh, and so she was my bringer <laughs> but you know it was just upstairs in a pub by good street station yeah uh you know nothing it's I the mean, same it everywhere a lot of gong shows yeah terrible like you get three minutes to prove yourself then like a, a room full of like old baby boomers like get to decide whether to keep you on for an extra two minutes or not okay. and it's like you get one free drink the uber costs like 20 pounds you're into some like little village in the middle of nowhere. British comedy's fucking thatched sucks. cottages. Not even thatched cottages. Rolling just hills and sheep. I'm just <laughs> fantasizing about the Cotswolds. The Cotswolds. Yeah. The Lake District. The Peak District. Area of natural beauty. Um, uh, Dan, tell us what exactly a musicologist does. So for the layperson. Sure. Musicologists do a lot of different things, but mm-hmm. the way that's easiest to explain is you sort of think about the things that art historians do and okay, we do yep. that for music. So mm-hmm. we both talk about sort of the cultural history of things and, and why and where they're produced, but also how music works, how things relate to each other, reading music as sort of artistic expression and, yep. and analyzing it in that way, um, all sorts of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to be more of the on the sort of cultural history side of things. I became interested in um, music that uses dialect or non-standard language. Yep. And so I did my dissertation on 
music in the 16th century that uses the Venetian language instead of what was becoming very right. quickly standard literary Italian. And yeah. So there's this political question of what the standard language of Italy was going to be at that yeah. time, or at least of Italian literature, because Italy didn't exist. Um, Is there like a thing about like different, um, different like scales or standards of like how music's like set out? Like how was that established? Like C, the scale of C. Yeah, like C? who decided what was what is it like is it is somewhat natural isn't it the uh well people used to make that claim but i don't think it's no. really true um sort of the the sort of scales that people used evolved over time and, and hmm. the way sort of you put notes together evolved over time i would say that we pretty much got close to where we are now in the like early 18th century um in terms of setting out all of the keys and major Standards. and minor and stuff like that was it just like a net like a natural like innate thing of like this is this sounds harmonious to like yeah things change over time and people innovate and things become fashionable or not um mm. it's it's sort of a, a complicated history but um you know basically for a long time in the 15th and 16th centuries music was really about counterpoint which was setting melodic lines against each other yes mm. and then there was this sort of big change around 1600 where instead of having multiple voices singing at the same time you would often have a soloist accompanied by a keyboard I see. who would play the bass line and then sort of fill in the middle voices and that kind of mm -hmm. became the idea mm. of melody with harmonic accompaniment that we normally associate with music now i don't know about you but i really like auto-tuned voice i think it sounds like oh i hate the sound of it oh i hate the i don't sound know there's just there's just something nice about it it's just you like you really enjoy auto-tune yeah like how people deploy it yeah especially t-pain because he's such a great songwriter anyway yes but like certain textures like trap music because it's, it's trash but it's like yeah, it's trash. there's something about it like um very like ambient textures and then like very deep bass and sort of like interesting fast hi-hats like you, you know it's purely like sensory it's meant to be like well you know what's funny because i was going to take it in another direction like my family's partially from indonesia my mom is like fourth generation indonesian born in borneo and if you go to bali or anywhere like you know like i love gamelan music mm -hmm. i'm talking to the right guy here about my obsession with gamelan music i just love like the polyphonic textures what is it tuned to like whatever it's tuned to at the Indonesian consulate here in Toronto, you can either listen or play. And I, I had the privilege to get to play it. And it was oh, cool. so cool. Like you just, there's a lady, shout out to Keiko, who runs it every week on Wednesdays. You can just pay like five bucks or whatever and play like the Javanese or the Balinese gamelan. And it is so cool. Like I had a lot of fun. Like it, for those who don't know what that is, it just kind of looks like different kinds of xylophones. Mm -hmm. There might be a gong, there might be some other stuff, but just people are playing differently tuned xylophones in a rhythmic fashion everyone kind of has their own rhythm and the mallets kind of look like like buffalo horns or something they're made out of natural material and it is it's super cool you have to dampen the keys after you play but it's it's super fun and i i just love the sound of it yeah gamelan is really cool it was actually really influential in early 20th century western art music mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. like um uh WC uh, saw Gamelan at the World's Fair in Paris yes, and started trying right. to adopt that sound into their music. So interesting. Can you think of a question for Dan to finish off with? Yeah, I have a really dumb one <laughs> that's that's lighthearted and stupid because that's what I feel like. Have you got one up your sleeve? What? Have you got one? Yeah, like. This is really stupid, but like, what's your favorite emoji? Oh, that's <laughs> really He's got a difficult. cute little corgi on his face. Like, think about your favorite one, or we could also pull out our phones and talk about the ones that are on the current board. But think about your favorite one first, and then we can mm. compare maybe. That's a good like, question. Which ones do you like? Top I three? I find myself stymied Ooh. because, Ooh. you know, all of the emojis look different on the different platforms. True. And so We're talking I, about iPhone, iPhone yeah, emojis. Like, that's the standard. standard. Okay. Oh yeah, and they're a bit there are trash. things that I like Ooh. about the Samsung emojis, but they don't translate to other. Ooh, okay. Um, other yeah. systems. For example, the eye roll emoji on Samsung is also sort of giving a half smile, and really? I think that's a very different kind <laughs> different. of application. Yeah. You know, you're you're rolling your eyes, but you're not exasperated so much as you're <laughs> amused, and so I really do like that. 
Okay. Um, Will there be a standardized like emoji format like there is with scales and notes and things like that? That's what we need to have, I think. I still think it's Apple. I think it should be Apple, but we'll see who wins the Civil War. True. We'll see who comes out in the emoji race war. All right. There's a linguist um, who wrote a popular book recently called Because Internet. Her name is Gretchen McCullough. She's mm-hmm. a McGill alumni. Mm. Um, and uh, so there's a chapter in that book sort of about emojis as being the Ooh. equivalent of gesture. Yeah. And they work yeah. in much the same way. And so I, I thought that was really interesting for your listeners who are interested in reading more about emoji. <laughs> yes. um, I like the sparkly pink heart. I like to use oh, that. Oh, that one's cute. Um, both sort of ironically and genuinely <laughs> how would you use it ironically uh so like f- fuck you no 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 well i mean uh like what so james o'hara does a bit on stage where he talks about liking the uh nickname daddy and so i messaged him hello daddy with a couple of sparkly hearts <laughs> yeah which i didn't mean seriously yeah yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's cute that's cute uh, and let's see if I can think of a third one. I may have to look. Okay, you, you might... I can look at Lewis, do you have a I top like three or your favorite one? Side Eye Smirk. Oh, like the like the, like the the one that like, like fuckboys send. Yes. Yeah, all right. He likes the fuckboy uh, smirk. Crying Laughing Emoji. That's sure, of classic. course. Classic. And what else? Decisive. I like... Um, For a Libra. Oh, nice. I like... <laughs> The zipped mouth one. <laughs> why, why do you like that one? That one's like, that's an unusual one. No snitching. Really? Is that, that's yeah. really why you like it? Yeah. And it, Keep it, your mouth shut. In a sense. Yeah. Because I think it's, um, it's a powerful statement. I love. Someone ask you something, you just send them that. Like, zip, ri- yeah. See, look at this eye roller. Okay. Isn't what, he just let's having see? more of a fun time on the top right there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, like let me he's look rolling at his eyes, but he's enjoying he's it. He's got a little. That's the eye roller, the top left? Yeah. You, you know the one that I like on the Samsung? I like that, ooh, the one with the hearts with eyes. Because it looks like it's just like, like it's not really like, oh, I'm in love with you. It's just like, ooh, like it's like just getting <laughs> messed up here on the, like, on the Samsung. It's got a bit of an anime vibe And he's even got it. like a, I'm not a can fan. you describe the, the sticker? It's like a fox with 80 sunglasses doing like a pistol gun. So oh, you have, the, you have the zipped mouth one as this well. This is my friend, the same artist who did the, who did uh, the shirt. And he actually has made that sticker set for oh. Telegram. Uh, a dog called Custard. For Telegram. Oh. That's the encrypted messaging app. Yes, I love Telegram. <laughs> Let's not get into that. I, like I don't Telegram know what, because I don't know what that stickers. is. I'm no innocent. Like, I'm innocent. Oh, I don't know you? what that is. Uh, There's a lot of like, the Samsung ones are a bit more of like an anime, glassy eye look. I'm yeah. into, one of my faves is the... Uh, the the angry face with the two puffs of smoke that come out of the nose like oh no yeah actually, i love that oh, one changing. no you can't change it no, you I, wanna, can't, I use that no. one all the time do you yeah i love i love that <laughs> like yeah, that's no. so good for anything the, i usually use humph. it the yeah the puff like uh, it's just so oh it's so good it's like oh i'm so steamed i'm like why are why why are these white girls wearing lv and goyard that's reserved for rich japanese women only why are they <laughs> taking my culture why are they taking my asian culture like don't be wearing like off-white that's for rich asian guys only <laughs> anyway off- off-white is for old japanese ladies you don't understand how no no off-white is for like really wealthy like chinese mainland guys like that's basic uniform or gucci head to toe like gucci sneakers like gucci stan smith standard um that's one of my favorites i don't know about the others like that's that's my favorite i mean in randomly there's a glass of milk here that i use today there's the drooling face emoji which i kind of like but i don't know that that would be a top three there's also the money sign flying away, which is cute. I really like that one. Ooh, the other one I like is like the uh, like the the ugh face, like with the the opposite of the fuckboy smirk. You know, mm. it's like the ugh, like it's like ugh, like why are they like I like that one. The disgusted. Wait, sh- show me that one. This one, this one. The disgusted implies, you know, the ugh, like you know that one. Oh, side eye, yeah, that whatever yeah. you, however you want to describe it, like the opposite of the fuckboy smirk. That like ugh, I have to go to work tomorrow. One. You know, I I, want, I don't have to go to. Work I have tomorrow. all the same favorites is you really yeah um i'm changing mine love yeah like i also like the upside down face the upside down smiley face it's okay like too insincere it's it's insincere yeah (laughs) it's just kind of twatty twattish it's frivolous 
Yeah, that that's emoji. I haven't used this in a while, but I also ooh, I also like the shh. That one's good, but I haven't used that in a long time. I like that one. Or kind of like the one with like it looks like it's giving you a hug. It's got like a blushing cheeks and its hands are out. Like that's really creepy. Yeah, that one. It's just like really it does, creepy. It looks I love a little gropey like rather than huggy. Yeah, like it's, it's like the Joe Biden emoji. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, it's trying to get handsy with you, and you're like, I did not uh, ask for that. Yeah, for real. Kind of like that. The one with the um, the one eye closed and the tongue sticking out is like the worst one, in my opinion. Yeah. That one's really trashy. It's, it has just like a sinister... It's trashy. It's like, it's vibe. like, oh, are you trying? Because like, I'm going to block you now. Like if someone <laughs> sent that to you, you're just like, ew, it's trash. Lose my number. I like upside down happy face because it's enigmatic. It has no established meaning. True. Because it's a recent one. It's a yeah, new one. You can just sort of use it Ooh. and confuse people. Final a big question. Slate. Final big question of the night. I thought of one. The, what emoji would you invent that there isn't one right now? Whew. Good question. Let's go. Oh, that is a good question. You're what so guessed about have? that question. Huh? I can tell you're proud of that question. I'm very proud. I'm chuffed about it. Let's do you, guys you would proud say. by answering it. All right, Dan. Well. What do we have? That's a good question. I, I have in the past lamented that certain foods don't exist as emojis, yes. but that's probably not as useful. Hmm. No, um, but what food would you have? No, wait, food, stick, to I, the, stick to the... Stick to the brief? Because I've got a good answer for it. Okay, Lewis. You know that sort ahead. of like pursed lip, white guy smile, like... Like, oh, yeah. Oh, the like... Mm. Listeners can see that. Yeah, like... Uh, mm, mm. What does that convey, the white tight, man? The tight-lipped... But what is that? You're right. Like, you just sort I'm of... I'm fine. Do like, like a oh, nod. Like, mm. like it's not like a smile. It's not, it. yeah. Oh, yeah. How like, would we... Yeah. Right. Okay. Raised eyebrows. It's very white. And uh, nodding. It's very white. Oh, but yeah, it's very white. It's very white. I want my people represented. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure Damn. how you would represent that in an emoji. Yeah, It'd like like this. Like, mm. But yeah, it's but static. It's keep, static. Well, it's not static if, if you bump into the mic. Uh, all right, Dan. Um. Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I use instead of an emoji. Well, I often use stickers now in Telegram instead of emoji. But I often use the shruggy ascii art guy yeah yeah because i yeah. don't think there's a real like good like shrug oh whatever uh emoji true that's true. true we don't yeah they're they have like the people but it's just not as it's not as no, neutral not or as harsh or like you need the arms to be basic tighter in and a little bit more of a slant just to make it more yeah. like like light-hearted otherwise it's like it's like i don't know or i don't know there's a difference. Now, speaking of emoji that don't exist, but might exist elsewhere, like in the Japanese keyboard, this is the one that I really like. Uh, how would you describe this one? It's like, it's kind of like a smirky face, but it's, it's, you know what I mean? It's that one. That's what I, I like that one. Shruggy and this like weird kind of side face. Yeah. I always associate him with kind of looking like the NPC face guy now. What's that? Yeah. Uh, that's like a, that's that? like a, four, I like this one. It's, it's a like a fortune thing yeah i like this one it is like the npc looking. it's like an early it's like a proto npc yeah guy mm-hmm. i like the the field guy as well he has a lot of good um applications mm. shame they what they did to pepe the frog that, though apparently he's right wing now but it is there's so many be, things now that have been he used to be the feel good <gasps> frog that's what i know him as it used to be like it was fun and sort of charming and quirky to be into conspiracy theories and now it just means that you're like it <laughs> like 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 catfishing it used to be an innocent fun innocent, yeah. innocent fun yeah maybe i like to up search... on a tv show it's terrible <laughs> maybe i like yeah, to search the pedestrian show. emails on wikileaks for certain coded food words what's wrong with that <clears throat> that's a good place to end it i yeah, think i guess so well, dan donnelly Pizzagate. Um, let's play out. <laughs>